Hey, hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined once again by the members of Los Viejos Fricas. <laughs> Our own Mexican <clears throat> wrestling faction. First of all, the uh, keeper of the inner sanctum, the numbers guy, the contrarian, and no longer the ruinator, Keith of Keith Commons. Keith, how are you? <laughs> Having time in my life. Working with consummate professionals here. Whatever the opposite of consummate professionals are, that is us. <laughs> and of course, the man who's always wrong and with a hole in his collection, the clown prince of collecting the pictures guy and the dirty old geek, Brian, he's one. Brian, how are you? Today I am sad, lads. Today I am sad. Let us wrestle and allow our tears to mix with our sweat. And the wackiness ensues. <laughs> I am, of course, the world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name is Lance, and I want to see some blood! <laughs> and welcome to another issue. Brian, do you have news for us this week? I do. There was uh, there was big announcements. And it was oh. funny because we talked about it uh, yes. last week with the James Gunn. He'll have to make a, an announcement by Tuesday. And he Tuesday made the announcement made an on Tuesday, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that made me laugh. Uh, so what we've got, this is one of my favorites. It's it's. I'm excited about this one. Uh, Creature Commandos. I love the Creature Commandos. And from what I read, he is having them voiced by people that can play them live action. Yeah. Oh. The, the, all the people who do voices on cartoons are going to be the same as the actors who play them in movies. Oh. And in the video games. So oh, okay. the same people doing them all. Okay. Waller, which will be a live uh, HBO Max show. With all the characters from Peacemaker. Yep. That's what yeah. I heard. Oh, yeah. Superman Legacy, which will be a theatrical film, and I don't know, because there was talk of, you know what, I'm, I'm going to wait and see what they Dunn's do with that one. writing that one. Is he? Yeah, he is. He's in the middle of writing. Oh, okay. Okay, then that's not the one that... No, no, because I had heard that the other guy who was going to, um, I can't remember his name, but there was another guy who was going to write the, uh, the Black Superman movie. Oh, okay. Tanisi Coates, I think was his name. Yeah, Tanisi Coates. He's yes. the guy who wrote Captain America for a yes. while. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther. And thank you for correcting me. But uh, yeah, him. Uh, and I didn't know if they were still going with that film or not. And so they no. They didn't announce it. So okay, yeah, because I had be read a... somewhere that they were going with that. And, and they were so... saying he was. They're also saying that like the three move, three or four movies that they're still releasing are going to be a quote unquote Elseworlds or whatever. Yeah. So they can and then no after Flashpoint everything is part of the universe. What my no. Understanding was. No. No. Uh, we've got Lantern, which will be uh, a live action HBO Max show. We've got The Authority, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be the original Authority. Yeah, I know. It's going to be weird whether or not that sells to general public. I, I know. Mean, comic guys are going to love it, but is it going to be beyond that? It's going to be a film, but it'll be a it film. It just seems like, oh, we're doing Avengers version of The Boys. Uh, Paradise Max, or Paradise Lost, Paradise Max. Paradise Lost, which is a live act HBO Max show. Yeah, the, the inner politics of Themyscira or whatever. Yes. Uh, the Brave and the Bold, theatrical film. Booster Gold, HBO Max show, that, live action. That could be great. That could it be could great. be great. It could be they, great. If they, if they put the, the Peacemaker stink on that, that's going to be if great. If they oh, cast yeah. it right, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, theatrical film. And I kept telling everybody... That is the best Supergirl story you're not reading. Uh, I love that. The art was phenomenal. The story was great. Uh, it was a different take on Supergirl. A lot of fun. So um, I'm really excited about that. Uh, unless they blow it, and then it will suck. But uh, Swamp Thing, which will be a theatrical film. Now, the uh, Elseworlds are going to be the ba the Batman 2 by, what's his name, Matt Reeves? Matt Reeves. Yeah. Uh, the Joker 2. Yeah. Uh, with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. I don't know that I'm excited about that. You are. I am. Okay, I am. Why would you not? Right. Right. That's right. <laughs> 60 or 70 pops say you will be. And what was the other one? There was a third one. I don't remember. Oh, uh, the Aquaman movie. Yes, the Aquaman movie. And then Flashpoint is, like Keith said, I read that Flashpoint is supposed to reset the universe. It's supposed to launch yes. everything, yes. 
Yes. Yes, it is. Because Blue Beetle's going to be part of the new universe. Yes. Yeah, because that movie's coming out, then they, then they're, they, they're, that's in the, in the can, is they Yeah, that, that's coming yes. out after Flashpoint, and then Aquaman's coming after that. Yeah, I, this is still a ways away, guys. I mean, this is... <laughs> oh, yeah. And if the movies, The next ten years. Yeah, and I wonder at what point, if, if the movies aren't drawing money, do they pull the plug on it? I think the movies are always going to draw money, just like the Star Wars movies always draw money. But you, you look at Black Adam only... Black Panther beat... Black Adam on their opening weekend more than the movie did all together. Wow. That's they, bad for a rock they, I don't. I don't think they made their money back on Black Adam. Again, because they keep going with stupid shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. So we'll see what happens. If they, I think if James they, Gunn is going to change the world. Yeah, but he's doing a lot of characters no one knows or right. cares about. So, that, I mean, you can, you can say, yeah, but he did Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone cared about that. It's possible. But the, but the Marvel films had already established steam before Guardians came out. He's gonna there's, he's there's gonna no, have steam coming out. There's no steam coming out. He's, there's uh, gonna be steam coming out. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have steam coming out. I'm telling you. You go and open. You're gonna United. have way steam coming out. out. I won't go to theaters you're going anymore. Open the night of flash, are you? I'm not going to theaters anymore, and I'm not seeing that piece of shit, Ezra Miller. Well, wait, wait to support it. Wait to get him, get the steam going. <laughs> Uh, not, James Gunn has nothing to do with Ezra I, Miller I know, or I The Flash. But I mean, that was just it, it, an eighty it, it, trillion dollar. Fuck! What are we gonna do? The guy went crazy. But it's what's kicking it all off. Ah, uh, don't make fun of people with mental health issues, Brian. Stop. <laughs> Pedro, our, we're our, gonna have our leprechaun assistant. We're gonna have Pedro throughout this episode. I'm afraid. <laughs> you are lighting me up. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know what? We're gonna now. We're gonna. We're done with that. The exciting now we're DC sad news. news. Now we're going to talk about the sad news. Yeah, there was uh, <coughs> there was a lot Bad of week some big week. losses. This was a huge week this week. Uh, a lot of them touched us, and and uh, I'm not even naming them all. Well, let's start with uh, I just found out about this, and I am I am stunned to the core. Uh, Melinda Dillon, the mother from uh, Christmas Story. From E.T. Close Encounters. Close Encounters. She was Hanrahan's girlfriend in Slapshot. I mean... She was... Wahoo! <laughs> she was the original MILF. And it's funny that you should mention that in an obituary, but okay, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was a little inappropriate. But she's a hottie. Uh, Lisa Loring. Uh, Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Adams. Uh, just watched Wednesday. I enjoyed the show. Uh, still culturally relevant. And I guess she was just a really flamboyant person in real life. Uh, I, I, but, uh, sadly, passed this week. Uh, Cindy Williams. Fucking yeah. Shirley Feeney. Yep. Just a icon for my... Yeah. I mean, everybody grew up with her. Yeah. Bobby Hull. The, the jet. Yeah, uh, died in Wheaton. I didn't. He was Wheaton, Illinois. Yeah, he was a he, he was, was a local, local boy, yeah, local, never, local, never local boy ever, yeah. forever. Uh, and one of uh, yeah, he's a Chicago son of Chicago, uh, forever. Hall Floyd Sneed, the drummer for um, Three Dog Night. What's it, Three Dog? Yeah, and the bass uh, on uh, Mama Told Me Not to Go. Dean Doherty, the keyboardist for the Atlanta Rhythm Section, who wrote one of the. Great songs about masturbation. Uh, Imaginary lovers. All right, you got me there. You got me there. Wow. Atlanta Rhythm Section? No, you know it. No, I'm just singing you, it bad. If you play it for me, I, I you, might You're going to know it. Okay. You're going to know it. I'm going to tell you you're going to know it. Barrett Strong, who was a singer, he sang the first Motown hit, uh, which blew uh, me and Keith away because I did not know. What was the song? <laughs> blew it right out of my mind. <laughs> no, it was a Beatles. It, the Beatles covered it. I'm blanking. Um, uh, money, give me money. Uh, it's the money song, not don do 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 boom 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 Okay, money. It's what I want. That's yeah, what it's I want. what I want. It's oh. what I want. Okay. They covered. They covered that. That was not a Beatles song. It was not a Beatles song. A lot of covers in their early career. Yeah, well, I didn't know that, but he sang the first Motown hit. I thought that that was incredible, and a lot more after that. So, Ira Bob Byrne died. 
And you're looking at me going, who's Ira Bob Burns? We're a couple months away from his season, aren't we? We are. He was the father of Peeps. Yes, you know it. And the creator of the hot tamale. That's that's a loss. Yes. And uh, so we're sad that that one happened. Uh, Annie Wershing, which is is really sad, um, so young. I think she was 34. Yeah. Um, she was in 24. She was the board queen in the Picard series. Oh, yeah. No, I saw that one. Yeah. yeah that was just um, uh, super sad. Uh, the big one for me this week, and I think all of America should uh, take a moment for uh, Harold Brown, one of the Tuskegee Airmen that leaves, I believe. There's only a cu- couple dozen left. Yeah. That's it. A couple dozen. Yeah. 22 yeah, was, yeah, I wonder, yeah, we think yeah. that the last count was. Uh, of the 14,000 Tuskegee Airmen, uh, he served for decades, uh, retired as a lieutenant colonel, and was a POW. So, yes. uh, uh, hats off, uh, flag wave, Harold Brown. Thank you, sir, for your service. That it's was a-, a long list, and I, in order to not bring everybody down, I'm going to end this per- this segment by saying, Schlemiel, Schlamato, Hassan Pfeffer, Incorporated. Incorporated. You know it. All right, so for this edition of the Three Old Geeks, world famous, and I have the data to prove it, top three list, gentlemen, with 15 minutes on the timer, and we'll see, uh, we're, I think we're going to have a little extra time on this one. What are your top three movie quotes that you use all the time in everyday life? And go! So the first one for me... Uh, and the reason I do this is because uh, the person originally who did this, you have to be calm. And so, uh, Houston, we have a problem. It was, uh, I can't remember the astronaut's name, Tom Hanks in the movie. But uh, Buzz Aldrin? No. Was he Buzz Aldrin? Shepard? No. No. These guys from around here. Oh. Uh, but anyway, um, he... Uh, he always said that when no matter what was going on, when you when you called Houston, you had to be calm. Okay. You couldn't be flying off the handle. So you had to be professional and calm. And so that's where. So how does this apply to you at all? Because whenever I, there's a situation where I, where we have a problem and I have to be calm about it, I always say Jim Houston, Lovell. Jim Lovell. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Just so that I stay calm when I, I don't generally uh, for little things. I'm a little bit more dramatic. I don't know if you can picture that. No, really? Yeah. You, you, you don't panic? I'm not a panicker. I can be a... Um, you can be panicky, I but I can be a, a drama queen. Oh, no fucking no, kidding. Really? <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. Absolutely, positively. <laughs> Which is what it so, was. So, Houston, we have a problem. Time. I use that one a lot. No, what is that from? That's from... Apollo 13. No, absolutely, positively. Oh, no. That that's, would be silly in that that's movie. That's from Oliver and Company. The, the Disney great cartoon. Cartoon oh, okay, with the dog. With the Oliver, cat, Oliver Twist. Actually, it's Billy Joel's character Dodger says that. Absolutely, positively. Uh, it's I say a, that all the no, time. No, it's the dogs. It's, is no, it dogs? The cat's the main. Oliver is a cat. I was going to say, I thought Oliver was a cat. Because Cheech Marin's a dog and... There's a lot of dogs in it. There's a lot of dogs. It's mostly dogs. One cat, bunch of dogs. Okay. So it's one little whore cat. <laughs> you got it in. It's a lost cat. You're welcome. <laughs> when you're in the heat, you can't help it. It's not making you a whore. Dog, cat, anything. Anything. There's a different kind of dog pile, okay? Oh, and from you two. Okay. What's yours? It was absolutely <laughs> You worked that one right in, did I you? I did, yes. Wow. No one else is going to have that. This no, that's a good one. Well, I think we're going to have a bunch of ones that are unique to the individual. Here. Perhaps. I don't know. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I am a car guy. I'll have my revenge. I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> my third one comes from the comedy classic Blues Brothers. Yeah, I got one of those. And it is Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration. Don't, don't fail me now. Because uh, every once in a while you get into uh, a scrape with uh, maybe somebody who's another car guy. And I'm not saying I've illegally drag raced before, but 
Maybe I have. But... It's only illegal if you get caught. Exactly. Uh, however, um, my car goes into storage for five months out of the year. And the day it comes out of storage is usually right around Easter. And I uh, have deemed it uh, the last couple of years on Facebook. It is the Feast of Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration. Because I'm a ah. lapsed Catholic as well. So <laughs> Nice. Learn something new every week. Every week. Every week. We, we're like onions. Oh, the layers. And stinky sometimes. <laughs> Pretty much every week. You peel too much of you, yes. <laughs> My eyes water on a regular basis. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay, so the second one that I use, <clears throat> and I don't think that I use it um, the way it was intended in the, the movie. Because uh, in the movie, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio... Says, I'm the king of the world! Because he's standing on the bow of the Titanic as a poor... Uh... Irishman, yeah. Is he an Irishman? I think he's Jack something or other. He's an Irishman. Jack Sparrow? Yeah. Jack something. Skellington? Something. He's something. But, uh, yeah. Black? I don't know. I do that. I'm the king of the world. So that's more of an, ir- you? It's more of an <laughs> ironic usage for you? Yes. Can you okay. do it in, in a queenish voice? Yes. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> I'm the king of the world! <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, that's my second. Uh, I do that one all the time. My number two is when shit happens and, and you're, everything's going wrong. And I go, life's a bitch and she's back in heat. And what movie is that from? It's from They Live. Oh! Life's a bitch and life's she's back, back in heat. Yeah. A little less known. I mean, than. I've come here to chew. Well, bubble I mean, and kick yeah, you're, you're you're doing a but, deep cut there. But I don't. I don't. That's awesome. I, how often does come? I, I, I've run out of bubble. I've come here to kick ass. Actually, oh, that brings up that another one. I one. Use... I've got an honorable mention. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, because yeah, that's an honorable. I forgot about that. I, you made me just remember one. Okay. You're welcome. That's what I do. <laughs> all right. I so I'm going to. I'm going to lance my number two, Ooh. because they both come from the same movie, and this should surprise nobody. They're both from Ghostbusters. Oh. Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, mine are kind of deep cuts, too. So, uh, very often in my workplace, I say, I will not touch that with a 10-meter cattle prod. Okay. Because there's a lot of times where people ask my opinion on something, and I absolutely want nothing to do with it. And he goes, yes, he has no dick. Oh, sorry, go. <laughs> that your other one? No. Uh, my other one is actually, I, I kind of a paraphrase, because the original line is, I'm sorry, Ray, I'm scared beyond the capacity for rational thought. And it's usually, I'm sorry, Ray, I'm pit more pissed off than, than you know the capacity for rational thought. I'm more frustrated than it is yeah. for the capacity yeah. for It's a paraphrase of that okay. one. And it comes up quite okay. often. Uh, oh, I, I yeah, I use the key master. I'm the key master. <laughs> I use that one. Not all you the time. You should be called Master Blaster. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, number one for me. Uh, is from Shrek. Nobody smart but me. <sighs> and you use that ironically. Shut off, <laughs> bitch. Nobody smart but me. Nobody smart but me. I usually stick an ass in there, but <laughs> number one, I've used it since the movie came out, uh, and I used it more once we had kids. Is whenever anything went wrong, I'd say mother puss bucket. Oh, I would say that all the time. It was my way of getting away. That with was it. your. That was your. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't be in the middle store. And go motherfucker. Frel. Yeah. No, I had to go mother puss bucket. Yeah. Fracker frell. I've been using that. Farting ice hole. I use farting ice hole. Yes. Yep. Son of bastage. Yep. Son of. Yeah. Yep. Johnny Dangerously was always good for that yep. one. Yep. Farting ice holes. Yeah. I've done. So, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. is. Yeah, I've done that. Too. That's at work. That yeah, that's what I'm driving to. Uh, sometimes I just use motherfucker, but oh, you are just so uncouth. <laughs> got any honorable mentions? Uh, I got my number one. Oh, that's right. Let's just get by. And mine comes from the cult classic Repo Man. Oh, and I say it on a daily basis. Look at these assholes, ordinary fucking people. I hate them. 
see, I work. It's like a morning prayer. Yeah. <laughs> I work here, so ordinary people doesn't apply. Yeah, you never see them. No, it's usually, I usually use it the first time somewhere on my drive when I leave the door to when I get to work. That's usually where that comes in, into play there. And it and uh, Carlin had the great, uh, the great bit where it was like you know the the relativity of how big of an asshole somebody is is how close you are to him. You know, it's like if you're in a car, you're an asshole. And then you know if you're standing next to him, well, this guy's a real asshole. You know, and it's, that line comes into my head at a volume level, and then sometimes I verbalize it like I'm in I'm in the car. You ordinary fucking people. Oh, that, but that says a lot about my character. So. What are the honorable mentions here, boys? We've got uh, you time. know what? Uh, you're killing me, Smalls. I say that yeah. quite yeah. a bit. That, that actually is a super common one in my workplace. Yeah. You're killing me here, Smalls. Yep. And people yeah. look at me going, what? Especially if they're in their 20s. Yeah. What? Shut up. Just watch film. <laughs> uh, oh, and you talk, you're, you're talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's one that I could. But I do. I do that one. Uh, yeah. I do the inconceivable all the time. Inconceivable oh. all the oh. time. I do that. I, do that. <laughs> I don't think that word means what, what you think it means. I do that one. I don't think that means that word means what you think it means. Should I save the TV quotes for another list, perhaps? Yes. yes. Okay, so I'll save the TV quotes for another list. Uh, I will do every now and then uh, when everything's over. Over. Is it over when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Hell no! When the going go. gets tough, Germans? Nah, let them go. The tough get going. Yeah, I just I don't know. Is it over when the Germans bomb? No, you're Pearl uh, when things are going wrong. From the the great underrated comic book movie Mystery Men, one of yes. the greatest lines in film ever. We're on a date with destiny, destiny. and she She's just ordered the lobster. lobster. Yep, <laughs> that's a great one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then every now and then I'll, I'll when things are going bad, I'll start singing, Farewell and adieu, you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell um, and adieu, you ladies of Spain. Tuppence. 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 I do that one. What? Tuppence. What, what the fuck is that from? Mary Poppins. Oh. oh God, not that. You heathen. Yeah. No, because I do uh, fuck Mary Poppins. Fuck Mary Poppins. Jesus Christ! Uh, no, I do super califragilist too. Super califragilist kicks me out of especially if uh, I don't want to listen to somebody like my boss. Just start <laughs> I'll just start singing that. Okay. Yeah. Super califragilist. Actually, kicks me out on of the seventies uh, uh, kids movie. Uh, wait, no, stop! Help, oh, police. <laughs> I would use a lot of times when uh, when I just luckily catch something. I go, it's all in the reflexes. I, that happens. So I yeah, yeah. on the rare occasion that I actually have the reflexes, yeah. that does go through, go through yeah, my I head. I actually say it a lot. <laughs> Anything else there, oh wise master? And, I was just thinking. I was thinking don't, of which don't ones. Don't go do or do not. I, I oh, waiting, I, I do that for, one. I was waiting for when you assholes say Yeah, I, uh, that one I actually do. Do, uh, yeah. There is no try. Yeah, that's one of the ones overused too. Yeah, I, but I do that one. I, that one's the one I do. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't, so, so I don't care that it's overused. I do it. It's hard enough for me to think of these. And then I, I they, oh, oh, I say that. I do say, oh, I say that. I'm so unoriginal. But I think I'm original. Got anything else? You guys are the movie guys. Anything from Gone in 60 Seconds or... I did recommend La Haine yesterday, uh, the other day. Isn't that funny? That's a, that's a pretty fucking good movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, now that you mention it, I don't use it that often. But every once in a while, you get the, you get the hey, that was a nice job. And you get the, I am a bad, bad man. I aim to misbehave. I use that one. What's the, what's the, uh, cause I do this and it's from Gone in 60 Seconds. But what does he say? Donnie, Lowrider, Lowrider, yeah, Donnie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he but, says something uh, like he goes, okay, let's go. Yeah, That's okay, it. Let's go. Yeah. yeah and he, <laughs> and I'll do that. So it's not much of a quote, but it is an action. <laughs> it's an action. <laughs> 
Oh, no. Well, if you want to talk actions, I get the... Every once in a while, I'll do the uh, taxi driver, Robert De Niro, like, tilt the head and squint your eyes. Like, you talk... You know, like, really? I say... I actually just say that. You're talking to me? Uh, Or the, uh, what, I'm a clown? Now I'm a clown for your amusement? Do I make you laugh? Do I make you laugh? What's so fucking funny? (laughs) I love that. Uh, Or, leave the guns, take the cannolis. No, what in what context do you use that? I mean, yeah. it's not like you murder yeah. people on a regular basis. Well, uh, he has hobbies. <laughs> what do you consider a regular? What's <laughs> <laughs> more than once a week? Or <laughs> you know what? I the, the line to me was always funny because it was leave the guns, take the cannolis, and I would think, why not take the guns? Because why would you leave them? Because they they well, actually, is it? They didn't fingerprint at the time, obviously. Well, no, because that, that was the whole thing where uh, Clemenza shows Michael Corleone, like, oh, I put a special tape on the gun, so there's gonna there's no, no fingerprints type of thing. I can't remember if he did that But it was, before. leave the guns, take the cannolis. And uh, and I always say that in, in situations to me that don't make sense. Like, they'll uh, okay, tell me like, to do something yeah. that doesn't make a lot of sense okay, to I me, get and it. I'll leave the, gu- yeah, yeah. Yeah, leave leave the, the guns, guns take, take the cannolis. Take the cannolis. What are you looking at me for? Fifteen minutes is a long fucking time. Well, we got twelve seconds yet. Okay. You know, and then there's just always the ah, come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. (laughs) That was our top three, motherfucker. With a lot of honorable mentions. Movie lines that we use on a regular basis. Let us know what yours are. All right, well, the podcast is about to get a lot worse this week because we have hit number 18 on Tubi's list of the worst movies of all time. And this one deserves to be here. And that is The Swinging Cheerleaders from 1974, directed by legendary exploitation director Jack Hill, who is also responsible for two of our favorites, Coffee and... I want to say Cleopatra Jones, but I don't think that's no, right. It wasn't. Uh, Foxy Brown, my Foxy mistake. Foxy Brown. And uh, now this was written by Jack Hill, posing as Jane Witherspoon, and David Kidd, posing as Betty Conklin. And I kind of thought this was a man's take on women's lib, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, and God, yeah. S- starring Joe Johnston, Rainbow Smith, podcast favorite, Colleen Camp, podcast favorite, and uh, Roseanne Caton. And so, yes, this is... Uh, Swinging 70s cheerleaders at a small college campus. Uh, one of them is the women's lib, you know, the, the guy's idea of a women's lib gal. Joe who, Johnson, I think. Is yeah, that? Joe Johnson. She's a now a fave. Oh, she's one of your faves? Oh, now? she's now well, a podcast babe. I will, will. We will have to say that there was a lot of uh, a lot of nudity in this one, so really I kind of figured wasn't. that... There was just, they showed each of their boobs. Yeah. Each it, one of their boobs it, got shown. It's way less than Porky's. I mean... Oh, God, yeah. No, I mean... Okay, and Porky's is a far superior movie to this. I understand, but this was more along the lines of Porky's 3 with what the, I am the whole say, throw in the game and everything. As we talked today about there's no original thought, and if you could not see the genesis of every fucking 80s booby bimbo flick... Right here. I was... You, t- you took it before I had a chance oh. to say it. Booby bimbo flick. Um, so you've got some... some The barest storyline of some women's lib, and there's a, the... She's sleeping with, like, the, the campus... Uh, what, radical. The radical, campus yeah. radical, who turns out to be a fucking asshole. But who is it? He's... he's, he's is, is he somebody? Oh, God, yes, he's somebody. Oh, God. Oh, my God, is he somebody? He is somebody. All right, let's see who the campus radical is That's, here. Uh, His name's Joe by... No, sorry. What was his name in the? Do you remember? Anybody remember his character's uh, name? Dickhead. Asswipe. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So he basically gang rapes one of the cheerleaders, and the, and the part that fucking. Oh, that was okay. Yeah. That was bad enough. But when the two other cheerleaders sit down and go, "How was it?" That's when I was. I was like, "Fuck this! Fuck this fucking movie!" Oh, you know what? I, I'm just gonna tell you that uh, I. I the uh, just rub some dirt on it approach to gang rape, yeah, was a little stunning to no, me. That, yeah, that, that, that was that yeah, was a little the most ridiculous uh, part. Yeah, yeah, that one I that one I had a problem with. But uh, I'm also gonna say that um, yeah, he, he uh, uh, oh, and then a scene later, she's blowing the entire football yeah. team, yeah. and I I just went okay, so now you've made the um. 
you've made the connection between uh, rape and promiscuous behavior later as one of the defining things that you should look for to say that there's been some abuse. Uh, and she was a virgin. Yeah, and, and, and this movie... This that, mo- that was the darkest shit that I think I've seen in a film in a long time. I'm sorry, for a booby... This should have been a booby bimbo movie like Porky's. Ha ha ha. It's a, it's an 80s sex rom comedy type, type of thing. I felt like fucking taking a shower after watching this movie. This movie, it fucking bugged the shit out of me. I, um... Okay, it wasn't that bad for me. But, I mean, there's a subplot of the coach and the, the top booster, and one of the professors is paying... Well, what what you have is you have the, um, you have the uh, underlying conspiracy that uh, thing that the that the people are doing that she's yeah. got to discover as a journalist. Yeah, yeah. she's trying to trying to the underbelly of cheerleading how. But she's also she women, yeah. she comes in she she is undercover. And you know she's going to write the scathing review that she decides are dumb bimbos. Yeah, and, and the like, football team, all they do yeah. is sleep with the sweet, the football team, and blah blah blah. And then she goes, "No, this, that isn't who these people are." And so, she, and but that's going to get printed, uh, and then everybody's going to hate her. Yeah, I which mean, is an '80s trope, it, yeah. completely. And then she's going to win back their trust at, by the end. Oh, and then to discredit the the football player by getting him drunk and then yeah. taking pictures of okay. him. Okay, and then yeah, so they make him drink an entire bottle of fucking whiskey, and they and just by making him puke and the car ride back to the fucking stadium, he's competent enough to fucking lead his team to they made presume him puke. victory. They just made that him puke was just, and that puke was and bullshit, puke, dude. They made him puke and puke and puke. <sighs> I know. Uh, it was it was horrific. There was no real comeuppance for the villains, which they take care of in the eighties films. Yeah, yeah. The, like the coach gets punched in the gut or whatever. They, um, the crooked coach or yeah. whatever. And the other guy just walks away. Yeah. The 80s films, you can see where people who made the 80s comedies had watched this as children. Or younger people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they said, I can do it better. And yeah. you can yeah. see that. Uh, well, the first thing we're going to do is take out the gang rape. Yeah. Because yeah. there's nothing even remotely funny about yeah. that. And no. And... I would not have found it funny. Already hated the guy. Didn't need to go to yeah. extra step to make you hate him more. Yes. Yes. And then he should have ended. And so, then, and then to throw in him. that she's blowing the entire football <clears throat> yeah, team. Yeah. Hey, let's get in line. Okay, that just made me vomit in my yeah. mouth. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the film, though, I didn't think it should be here. If that's the only thing that puts it here, uh, which is bad enough. Well, but- okay, let's put it this way. The acting was... I was expecting a lot more... Actual hardcore sex in this because the acting was like on a on a porno movie scale. Mm. Yeah, yes. there was no gonna be stars in this at all. You know what? You could I could see uh, completely Debbie does Dallas growing from this. Yeah, I mean completely. And and there were better actors in <laughs> Debbie, Debbie does, does Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. That the whole um, no that that part was the gang rape thing yeah, really yeah. soured the movie. Yeah, the the only way they could have made it worse is they actually have the guys coming in. Yeah, and, no, it was literally like a phone yeah, call, yeah, and then, yeah. then, and then, then, you, the, then, then they bring the gal, and she's her. all yeah. kind yeah. of beat up and stuff like that. It was yeah. So, yeah. you know, I could see in the eighties them going an extra step. They're, they're, like like you for, would not have put that in an eighties movie. You would not have put that in a comedy because there would be anybody who watched it would have said, you know what 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 the problem with seventies films and all seventies films is they wanted to be edgy. They wanted to be real. They wanted to be... You know, you have the 60s avant-garde stupid fucks who do these psychedelic that's got to be real. And then you come out and they wanted the realism. And so this is what's going to happen. Uh, the 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 one part with the wife of the professor, Yeah, that was uh, out of place in this. Yeah. Well, no, and, and again, this you know, again, booby-bibbo comedy. And then you've got the... The, the cheerleader cheating with the the professor on his wife, his wife coming in and throwing down some fucking coffee, you know, oh, Foxy yeah. Brown, like, I'm going to cut your tits off, bitch. Yeah. You know, th- th- that was like, where, where did this come from? You know, yeah. and I, I, only by just glancing at this did I realize the director was responsible for, you know, some of the great black exploitation movies and stuff like that. But this this had no place in this film. Yeah, it was all over. This, this the, the, the tone of this movie it was didn't all know what over it wanted the fucking to be. place. It no, didn't and, know what and, it wanted and, to be. And uh, I just, I really did not like this movie. I, 
I don't think it should have been compared to some other things we've watched. I think they've been worse than this. I don't think it should have been on the list. I'm going to say that. I didn't think it should have been on the list. It didn't know what it wanted to be. Nah, it I, had one uh, ugly scene in it. I just, nah. The, the but, one ugly scene just fucking soured the whole movie for me. I think it deserves to be here on this spot. Disagree with me if you like. That is my personal opinion. I'm not going to disagree with you. It's I your wouldn't. opinion. You yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I won't watch kids for the same reason. Except yeah. they keep doing it. Yeah, well, throughout the yeah, whole fucking kids, film. Kids, kids beat you over the head with it. Kids so. is a thousand times worse than this. But we'll see. Uh, we got the next one, which the kids isn't even on this list. It's on my list. Oh, it would be. It's it, on my personal list. Oh yeah, too. yeah well, me I, too. That's what I'm saying. But it's not even on this list, which is weird as fuck. Because it was critically acclaimed. Yes, that's why. This was never critically acclaimed. I had never heard of it before the whole cult movie deal. Cult movie deal. This I, is I've n- never heard of. Kids. Oh, oh, this I've heard of. I watched it before. I had seen it. Before. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. Uh, it got made, so it's one star. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna go. It was average, two and a half. I'll go two Bs. All right, swinging cheerleaders. Your mileage may vary. There are two sequels. Yeah, there are two sequels. We're not Let watching us, them. No. We're not watching them. Let us know what you think. Well, no. So for this edition of Sunday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater, we have followed along the arc of the flying guillotine, if you will. And we have come to 1978's Palace Carnage, released in the United States and England as Flying Guillotine 2. Palace Carnage, I like that. Palace Carnage is a, yeah, that's a better name. Uh, Directed by Kang Chang and Sean Hua. Written by Kang Chang, Yung Chang Li, and everybody's favorite, and I'm going to do a biography on this fucking guy, Ni Kuang. He must have been like the the, the like the story producer or something for Shaw Brothers or something like that, because it seems like his fingerprints are on everything. And starring Feng Ku, Chung Wang, and Hung Wei. And so this kind of picks up where the original Flying Guillotine leaves off. And um, so uh, the our hero who has deserted the Flying Guillotines... Uh, Rallies with the rebel heroes of China to assass- attempt to assassinate the cruel emperor, who turns out is a pretty solid hand at Kung Fu himself. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. good. Yeah. So we've got a vast improvement on the entire practical effects of the, the flying guillotine. The story's a lot better, too. And the story was... I mean, there's actually drama in here. And yeah, like, this, this actually, was actually, actually a really good... Movie, not just a movie, a you know, not just yeah. a kung fu movie. Yeah. This was a pretty good. No, movie. this was yeah. a good movie. This was yeah. a good movie. Yeah, except for the part where they would make the flying guillotines fly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was. I thought that was clever. <laughs> I thought that that was. Uh, they nullified gravity with that. Yes. Chain. Well, no, they made it more like a lasso or something like that. Yeah, it's like too a heavy to helicopter. <laughs> even one might think. <laughs> and somehow they then f- went from that to wow, like a fish, fishing. Harley Quinn is a fictional character. Thor is a fictional character. I hope I ruined your day. Thor is a Norse god. <laughs> Thor's been in mythology forever, so yeah. And yeah, you couldn't see that ass in real life. That is unreal. I'll think of something. Uh, I will get revenge! Oh, I'm getting my revenge. I will have my revenge! Um, uh, no, I like this movie. I liked it quite a bit. I liked it, it the, is the, the best lot. of the yeah. Three ones we watched so yeah. far, this is the, uh, easily the best one. This is one of the better kung fu movies I've seen. You know what? It was funny because I was thinking the kung fu was uh, was secondary to the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this was more of a again a historical drama the with some kung was, fu yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the guillotine wasn't. That's why I said Palace Carnage was a much better name yeah, for yeah. this than Flying Guillotine Two. Um, I did. I liked. The uh, the emperor's paranoia. The 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 best response was his, and I w- I want to see how I would like to see how accurate this was. Is we are not worthy and deserve death. Yes. All yeah. the, when his his his, his henchmen would yeah, screw yeah. up. 
<clears throat> that was their response to the emperor, and they're all yeah. on their knees. Yes, you know, I was like, oh man, okay. Uh the choreography on this was just incredible. Just the choreography and the people walking in, and when they would kneel, you know, I was watching that. Yeah. Just how the whole room. Yeah. Fwah. Well, no, and that's like the emperor would walk out of the palace, and they would be flanked by two dozen of his courtiers or henchmen or whatever, and they'd all they'd all get yeah. down on one knee at the same time. That was that yeah, was pretty that's awesome. What I, yeah. Outside of the, the, the way sword Vader fighting, should be. Vader should walk. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the concept of the heroes. Yeah, it was like yeah. every decent martial arts yes. guy they, all kind of saying, hey, the Emperor's a jerk, let's try and kill him. Yes. Yes. Uh, and they brought him from all over. And it was like Hero Bob and Hero Johnny and Hero yeah. Tom. Oh, you're the, the, the fast sword of, uh, you know, so-and-so, you know, hey, why don't you two have a duel? Because I don't believe you. And then, of course, the fat guy was like, oh, I you know, hey, I picked your pockets yeah, and I've stolen both of your swords and you didn't even realize it. That's my special technique. I thought that was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, and then they had actually women. They had women yeah, in yeah. this. Well, yeah, they um, the daughter of the one kind of contradictory lord, if you will, yes. who's allied herself with the heroes, infiltrates the imperial court and takes over the the flying, flying guillotines, guillotines yeah, yeah. and incorporates women into the flying guillotines, which I thought was really cool. Yes. And um, and then he has to kill capes. her father. Yeah, that was a rough that, scene. That and, was I actually and again that kind of poison. Yeah. yeah, that elevated this to you know there's a little bit yeah, more yeah. drama in this, which was kind yeah. of interesting. Over the plans of the the second guillotine, guillotine yes. two, and then the yeah and then oh, guillotine two the guillotine two, which we cannot gloss over. It is now not just a flying guillotine; it is a double flying <laughs> yes. guillotine. Yeah. That the uh, that's will it beats the umbrella. Yeah. But I kept loving how what did what is it the prey devours or some shit? The one guy kept saying it that if we what, yeah it, if we create something they're going to create, create something, something to better. defend yeah. against yeah. it. Yeah. And you you have to keep being better. You know this is in this is unbeatable. Yeah. Well, yeah. no matter what the prey gets devoured. Yeah. The the prey devours the. Uh, poop or something. Gen- I don't gen- remember. Generally, the prey is what gets devoured. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, then uh, the prey gets devoured by the... Or the prey devours the kitty cat. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. Wow. <laughs> that doesn't sound Chinese. <laughs> but... <laughs> But you can see it in a translation kind of error way. Okay, well, th- th- my one problem that I had with this was... So Ma Tang is the, the hero that is the former <clears throat> flying guillotine guy who realized this is the counter, which is the iron umbrella, the iron yes, umbrella yeah. spear. And so he, he gets the, they steal the plans for the double flying guillotine and he's yeah. working all night trying to figure out, well, how do I, yeah, how do I, I counter? Defend. So he goes from the really cool articulated iron umbrella spear to a stick with another stick on a chain. With a nunchuck. <laughs> with a nunchuck yeah. on the end of it. I was like. Really? We could have done something more complex for this. And it was just literally, oh, I'm going to chuck the chain around the second chain of yeah. the... Oh, it was just yeah. it was very disappointing, considering I thought the Iron Umbrella Spear was so fucking cool. Yeah, but it only works against one. Yes. One. Yes. Do you not see how you the, had the to come more, up with the, the part more, that catches it? The more simple plan works better. And I loved how both of them came up with it. He throws the guillotine <laughs> on top <laughs> of the other one, yeah. and then he looks at it and goes, oh. And the other guy... Wow! He stops the, the water yeah. from falling with his with his uh, scarf or whatever his it is. Sash. sash, and it's like, oh, ooh. oh. So because yeah, all things come from nature. So, uh, super intriguing. Uh, kung fu was mediocre, you know, to good at best. There I weren't mean, that many kung fu fights. No, it wasn't. This was oh. more like the original Flying Guillotine, yeah. which was more of a historical drama yeah. with some kung fu. A lot of heads coded. coming off. A lot yeah. of heads coming off. And then I, we have to, we have to, uh, we, again, we can't gloss over it. They get the Emperor, and they get the Emperor with the Flying Guillotine. Oh, yeah. And all yeah. the heroes die at the end. So. Everybody dies. So kind of, yeah. Uh, That's the one thing I noticed. All the bodies weren't on the floor. <laughs> you kill, all these people come in, kill them, and then all of a sudden the bodies are gone. <laughs> they crawl away. Yeah, yeah. yeah they uh, typical Shaw Brothers ending where it's basically your time with these people is done after yes. Matang gets gets basically run over by the Imperial Guard and killed or whatever. Yeah, but, so. well, he's, but all the heroes get killed in this one. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, well, let's walk away. Let's go get a drink, buddy. Yeah, you can't have that <laughs> no, ending. No. 
But they, they killed the what the the one armed guy who tries to grab the guillotine, or he grabs it and pushes it away, and he loses his arm, yeah. Yeah. and then yeah. that's squirting, and then he yeah. fights some more. Yeah. The swordsman, yeah. And the, yeah, and then uh, and then she gets this the circle of fucking spears. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. They don't kill these people nicely. No. And then, of course, it ends with him jumping at the spears. And, and like, oh! 40 spears. Yeah, it's he's like, jumping right oh, at I'm him. I'm sure he got away. Yeah. He could have. He could have. He could have if he had a quick foot. <laughs> How's that again? <laughs> okay. Sound effect master. <laughs> so what do we think of uh, Flying E.T. and 2, boys? I, you know what? I really liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. I was surprised by it. It was... Uh... I was surprised by easily the best of the Flying E.T. movies we've seen so yes. far. It's it's a really good outside of flying yeah. teens too. Uh, Palace Carnage was a much better yes, title. Yes. I, again, I'll say it. So, what are you giving it? Uh, I am going to give it a four. Four deadly venoms. I'm going to give four and a half deadly venoms. I actually thought the stories, the martial arts wasn't that, wasn't as great, but they didn't have as much of it. But I thought no, the story I, was. I'm going to go with Keith on this one. I'm going to say four deadly venoms. This one was out of all three of them the the best uh, out of the three. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. And oh, by the way, I will have my revenge. Been skipping out on the, on Keep you guys for talking that. Talking about it. All right. So for our continuing deep dive into the Luchadoras film genre, Woo-hoo! we watched the third in the series, Las Lobas del Ring, translated to She Wolves of the Ring from 1965. Once again, directed by Rade Cardona. Written by Jesus Murcielago Velasquez and starring the pair of Lorena Velasquez and Elizabeth Campbell and also Maria Eugenia San Martin. And I will apologize in advance because we're going to be doing some bad Spanish accents because this movie was dubbed in bad Spanish accents. Loretta! 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 I want to see some blood. I want to see some blood! How much is mod? So, Brian, you're the least of the. I mean, you're I, least offensive. You're the least of the uh, three of us as far as a wrestling fan oh, goes. Too. Yes, and there was a lot of wrestling in this movie. Again, it's the old wrestling that I'm used to. Okay, so uh, this is the wrestling of my childhood. Okay, I loved it. Okay, there isn't a lot of showmanship. To I mean, there's there's the um, there's a bravado. Bravado is the best way I can describe Lucha Libre. There's there's something about it that's that's over and above regular pro yes. wrestling. Yes, but that was what they did at the time. That was you know, I mean they they the 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 way they tap them on the back before yeah. they throw them and and the whole thing and then they grab the rope and and the one person would be like oh ah and they'd run into the ropes ah because the the they didn't expect the person they threw to okay. grab the ring the. Uh, uh, first, no the sense. first match was won by submission by uh, Lorena, and uh, it was done with a hanging batlock, which I have only seen in video games. I did not know this was a real wrestling move. <laughs> wow. I, th- I literally thought it was one of those moves they made up for video games, where I'm like, and when she threw it, I was like, did I? I, I literally rewound it. That's a hanging batlock. I've never seen that before. And that's when you kind of under you 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 double chicken wing the person and you hang them upside down by their arms so they are kind of hanging upside down like a bat or whatever. Yeah, I've only seen that in video games. So I was amazed by this. But yes, you have the <laughs> you have the uh, and they literally translated it into the heels and faces, which yes. is carny lingo in the wrestling world for the good guys and the bad guys. And uh, the all the promoter- I thought it meant that it was the the uh, the cute women and the ugly chicks. Well, because well, some of them look like baby faces. Some of the actually like some of the the uh, Pantera or whatever was a really attractive uh, oh, lady. Well, and she so was, was a bad uh, guy. So was what's her name? The the last Sonya, one. Sonia, Sonia, Sonia the beach, <laughs> Sonia the beach. Uh, so yeah, you have these promoters all getting together for a million peso uh, wi- women's uh, wrestling tournament, which translates into how much? How much in if modern you, in dollars? modern days? It's six hundred thirty-two billion dollars. Wow! If you translate the million, are you sure that's not six hundred thirty-two billion pesos? 
No, because I went to from no it's twelve trillion pesos. Oh, in today's into, money into wow six hundred thirty-two billion dollars. But in it, it's my phone. It could be lying to me. Yeah, your phone. I does. didn't do the math myself. I don't trust phones. <laughs> it could just give me a phone number. <laughs> it looks like twelve trillion dollars. So yes, Gloria Venus and uh, Golden Ruby are introduced again in this one. Like, yes. they never knew each other, which I thought was kind of No, strange. no. Huh, because she says in the beginning, in the very beginning, when they're talking to her and all the wrestlers are getting together, she's like, um, what? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Venus? Venus or Ruby? Ruby. Is it Venus? Well, it's, it's, it's Loretta, Loretta, Loretta Venus. Loretta Venus. Uh, she says Loretta told me about this in oh, America because she comes from America, even though she talked with a Spanish accent. <laughs> Loretta told me about this from America. So I have come here to wrestle for you. So, yes, the, well, the, there's a grand tournament. Of course, the bad guys all get together and uh, plot to win the million-dollar prize with a bunch of gangsters. And there's murder. And there's murder involved. What I thought was interesting was that Golden Ruby was the most dangerous wrestler. It wasn't uh, Loretta Venus. Because that's why they drugged her. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she was the most dangerous wrestler. Drug her. I got to know her. I had the pills. I had the pills. Well, yeah, and then they, uh, in in a kind of tried and true plot in, in some of these, they kidnap Loretta Venus's uh, mother. Mother. Mm-hmm. In order for her, and told her, oh, you have to throw this wrestling match or we will harm your mother. You'll never see your mother again. And, of course, uh, Golden Ruby is also kidnapped with the mother, and she escapes, beats the shit out of the kidnappers, which is awesome. Uh, when um, when she gets caught and she hits the one guy, and he's like, when Sonya wins, you will die, you beach. He just kept calling her, you beach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My jaw still hurts, you beach. <laughs> and then all the other wrestlers come to the Yeah, rescue. all the other wrestlers. Okay, and then I had mentioned last week that, that there's historically... There's a Kavanario, there's a, a caveman wrestler. Yes. Yes. There was a caveman wrestler yes, in yes. this one, and he was literally Kavanario. So he had the big the big bushy beard yeah. and the leopard print uh, tights and stuff like that. So I was pretty happy that my uh, my historical Lucha Libre knowledge was accurate. And that's why he was the one who had to hide the teardrops and the sweat. Did not like this one as much as the other two because there was a, a lack of some sort of supernatural and or super scientific yes. villain in this. This was, was a, just people. This was just greed. people and, and, and greed and, and wrestling and stuff like that. And as much as I like wrestling... Oh, they kept on showing the same shot. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd was, the guy with the hat, and then he moves it, and then he gets up and No, that's like, because he was hiding. Yes, I know. Because he, he gets had up, to see Sonia, his sister. Then he gets up and walks away, and then he does the exact same thing. <laughs> but he kills his girlfriend. I mean, what a yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, but the one girl kicks his ass. Oh, yeah, because uh, she killed her father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she actually uh, kills him uh, by electrocuting him. Because they put the open yeah. fucking transformer in the middle of the fucking <laughs> room. Trans- <laughs> like live high-molded yeah. transformer in the closet. Yeah. So a guy right. goes to run away and he runs yeah. into it or whatever. Uh-huh. Totally plausible. <laughs> You'd be surprised. They, they had Don't le- ever come to my plant with OSHA. Let's they, put it that way. They had a lot less investigators back in the 60s in Mexico to look into that stuff. I, I, would, I worked for with Julie, um, uh, one of my... Crew members went on vacation to Mexico. Yeah. And then he started texting me all kinds of pictures of their plant <laughs> and how they set it up. And I was like, holy shit. You'd never get away with that. Yeah, we, it's open. We, when we used to... Uh, <laughs> Fucking open. When we used to run uh, neon letters, we have a literally a 480-volt transformer on a dolly that we'd have to cone off when we had to light up. Yeah, it was... Yeah, Those okay. cones will stop people. Yeah. Well, no, it was, it was literally... Do not touch this or you will die. Oh, yeah. And it was well. It was one of those well-known-in-the-shot things. When this thing is out, don't go anywhere near it type of a thing. That's fucking insane. Throw shit at And this was, the, <laughs> this was the, the early 2000s. This was the 60s, so. Oh, yeah. So that it, it's it's so plausible. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they got all of the... Oh, and then it was, of course, right at the last minute. Loretta, we have your mother. <laughs> we and then we get the, the yeah, and then we get the Rocky moment. Yeah, I want to see some blood. Loretta, I want to see some blood. Okay, now Keith, you we can't we can't 
talk about this without your your brilliant plot twist that you would have thrown in here. <laughs> I would have I would have thrown in with with the last fight. I would have had the the bad guy busted open a little bit, just a little blood, and then had the want to see a blood guy just faint. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would have been, been awesome. Oh, that would have been funny. Uh, I want to see some oh. <laughs> Or vomit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't vomit in the 60s. Not a, not no, a not real men. Um, and then... Well, this... wait a minute. Then, when at the end, when the fucking... Listen to my poem. Yeah. They have the... the... Okay, okay. I, I was just about to bring this up. You cannot just have a discussion about this particular film without talking about the luchadora, the poetess, and her husband, who is the Mexican girly. Oh, my God. And we forgot to mention Lanny Papo's... Passing. Oh yes! When and you said the poet, I'm like, it's like, okay. it's like Lanny Poffo. Weep and Lanny Poffo, brother of Randy the Macho Man Savage, who was also known as uh, the he was the the genius, the genius or something like that. Yeah. But he was oh he always did the poems yeah, and he yeah, threw them yeah, out on yeah. frisbees in the yeah, WWE. Yeah. He passed away suddenly, unfortunately. Yeah. So we did miss miss that one. Yeah, like it, 64, it, he was a young man. Yeah, yeah. It and, made me think of it when we started talking about the poet. I'm uh, like, oh. And somebody brought up that that he was the first guy. I, the first guy I ever saw do moonsault was the great Muda back in the day, but he was the first guy in the WWE that ever did a moonsault. Oh, okay. So he was uh, an innovator. Okay, but we are talking about him. the poetess, yes. and who is this luchadora who uh, has this kind of feckless husband that she beats the crap out of every... But I love you, Teddy Bear. But I love, I love you, you, Teddy, teddy bear. bear. I love you. Look at your beautiful face. It's and then she starts slapping yeah, on him. It's Curly Joe. It was. And, and Or she starts choking him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or she fucking, when she flips him on the table yeah. and beats the But woman. at the end, he gets, he, he shut up. He gets yeah. his revenge. He tells her to shut up. And doesn't he choke her out yeah. or no, something? No, he like fucking that? grabs a potted plant. Oh, that busts over her head. head. That's right. So that was some kind of uh, did not uh, age well comedy bit in this. No. That was your 60s marriage. <laughs> there was a lot of death in this. There was yeah. a lot of... Yeah, a couple of wrestlers died. And, and newspaper boy... Who, I know, something... D- murdered! <laughs> Wrestler dead! Like, wow. Tanya, the wrestler, found dead! She's found dead! Shot in the head! She's dead! <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Holy fuck! That's how you sell papers. That's that. That was that kid had it. Um, yeah, the shots of the crowd. The, this whole movie, I loved it. I just and then they go party afterwards. Oh, there was a lot of yeah. drinking and smoking cocktail yeah. parties. Yeah, and the, the, the women looked great, the men looked great, and stuff like that. It was, oh yeah, it was that. That was it was like Rat Pack. Yes, very Rat Packish. Yes, yes. But uh, I, you know what, I, I this definitely was lacking. Uh, it needed a. A suave debonair Rat Pack robot Need or something like, like some that. some sort of alien come down. Yeah, and some, uh, like a, a Rat Pack alien with the cool suit on and smoking cigarettes yeah, and stuff. I, I had fun with the wrestling pulled, on this you one. Pulled them. Okay. I, no, Brian, I, I'm pleasantly surprised because I thought it was like, oh, man, Brian's going to be sitting there and he's not a big wrestling fan. Like, oh, I don't know about Again, this. Again, uh, this is what I used to watch as a kid, so I'm used to it. And so it brings all that back. But just some of the scenes, I mean, where where uh, Golden Ruby is fucking rolling that yeah, shit, yeah. and she just keeps grabs, going, yeah, grabs leg, rolls yeah. it over, and and just keeps doing yeah, yeah. it. I was like, no, Flipping that hurts. Her and then turn around, <laughs> yeah. her again. Like, There's some, there is some definite physicality in this that do not, uh, yeah, do not call this a fake sport. It. Yeah. yeah, don't despair. This, this, is, this is an athletic display. It is not a fake sport. It uh, there people get hurt all the time. There's there's talent that is involved with it. So yeah, that, and I'd love the cutaway scenes when they would show like uh, Loretta and she, her hair would be kind of messed up and and she would ah. Oh, I can't. I can't stand yeah, anymore. She was selling. She oh, was she, selling. Yeah, and, and when she stand up at the, I, I, there were the bravado. She had that down. Uh, There's a reason that these were popular movies. Yes. Let's put it this way: the, the the pair of them were first of all super attractive, but there was a bravado about them that I. Yes. Thought, and, and again, how many movies in the '60s did the women beat the crap out of the bad guys? You know, uh, and and take a beating. Yeah, because oh, the, no, the they, bad guys would they come in? I mean, they yeah, knocked yeah. the shit out of Cole, these ladies. Cole Ruby got pistol whipped. Yes. when they went to kidnap. Yeah, uh, yes. she went to run away. yeah. so the, there wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, they didn't take it easy on the women here either. No. and stuff like that. So uh, they were right there. Not my favorite installment, but still a, a quality uh, piece of B filmmaking. I oh, think I believe it. Yeah. What would you? Uh, oh, this is a four star. Ooh, I'm four gonna, star. I'm gonna keep it in there. I'll go three and a half. Okay. I'm gonna go three. I didn't. The other two I, we've seen so far are a lot better than this one, but it's more of my my uh, my lane. 
There was, uh, yeah, there, there was... be more mob stuff in this, and then he would want Iron. If there was a heist, I mean, yeah. God, heist. dude, okay. <laughs> we got to steal. Luchadors in a heist movie. We got oh. our next project. Oh, and the... Golden Ruby with, uh... Oh, you gotta steal the belt. Loretta uh, Venus? Oh, my God. When she wins, I would kill you, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Alright, so we've been following along with the latest Star Wars offering on the Disney app, and we've just watched episode 6 of The Bad Batch, entitled Tribe. And uh, a, this introduces two uh, concepts into the Star Wars animated universe that I was unaware of, so Brian, help me out. Uh, the first one is, apparently there is a droid gang called the Vanguard Axis. That's new. Okay. And cool as shit. I thought that was cool. So yes. that, once again, adds another layer onto the underworld of the oh, Star yeah. Wars universe, which oh, is yeah. cool. Uh, but uh, apparently this character has come up before. Gunji. Gunji? Gunji, yeah. The Wookiee Jedi. Jedi, which I had no... I Just like Black Chrysanthemum, I had no idea that this guy existed. So, uh, uh, just over a young, I mean, obviously a youngling. He was a youngling. You're you're weak in the Wookieeverse, huh? Yeah, he is. He was. Uh, what was the episode? I believe it was Rebels, where they go in and they get the um, the crystals, the Kyber crystals. Kyber crystals. Yeah, and he's in that. Oh, I just I thought it was really neat. Or maybe it was Clone Wars. Could have been the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah, it was Clone Wars. Okay. But yes, uh, the Bad yeah. Batch is going to do a job for the, uh, they're doing uh, counterfeit chain codes, which I thought was really cool, with the Vanguard Access. The Vanguard Access has uh, has Gunji captured, and they were basically saying, we're going to, you know, he's worth a lot more money, and we're not going to kill him, you know? Yeah. Which is making me think they're going to sell him to Dr. Pershing from The Mandalorian. Yes. And, um, and they, so of course, Omega gets them all into trouble. It's getting a little old, and uh, they take her. And I never knew how to, I never knew how to pronounce the Wookiee homeworld. It's Kashyyyk. Yeah, and they take him back to Kashyyyk, where the Transdotians, the ancestral enemies of the Wookies, are working for the Empire and uh, burning it down, burning, burning the, burning the woods down and stuff like that. And uh, they all rally to uh, defeat the Transdotians. Though it does also seem that this is the home world of the bug creatures that are in Starship Troopers. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, that was a, some pretty cool uh, combination of like a spider and a scorpion type of thing. I really enjoyed the, uh, if you show them no, they'll only attack okay, yeah. if you're, yeah, if, if you're, if you're no a No aggression, no aggression, no. And then, yeah, so the whole, the whole uh, we got a little bit of Wookiee lore in which they uh, believe the trees run the planet and they're, they are their allies. Yes, yes. And uh, they they lure the uh, Transdotians into the nest of spider scorpions, and they take care of business. Oh yeah! yeah. So this was a, a neat little uh, got to see some of some kind of Wookiee culture stuff, which I'm always interested in and stuff like yes. that. They carried over the head touch, uh, hug, kiss, if you will, from the Star Wars Holiday Special, which yep. I thought was a you know yep. if they're going to carry one thing over besides Boba Fett, that's not a bad thing. And uh, yeah, it was. I really like this one. I, you know what is a good episode? Yeah. They're not. They're not doing anything. I mean, it's not like going this. anywhere, right? But, but I do. I did like enjoying. this episode. This, yeah, this, another filler. But this okay. Like I, the last one with the the charger hunt. I that one didn't do anything. This to me was like a, a neat little Star Wars bit. You know. Uh, yeah. I. You know what? They've. That's what they've been. It, it's. They've been introducing people. We're going to see these people again. Yeah. So something big's gonna happen, and they're laying the groundwork. Well, I'm just scanning the the next episode. Is a they're gonna release two on the same day, and it's oh called the Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences. And then we're right about midpoint of the season where they usually ramp up the storyline yes, a little yeah. bit. So I have a feeling that the the fillers are gonna kind of. Well, again, I, they're not fillers. They're gonna be they're gonna be important later on. So, the, so the set, we're setting up for all this stuff, and it's going to probably start kind of um, coalescing in the next two episodes, maybe. Okay. I'm hoping you're right. Yeah. Oh, we're going to see... Gunji? Uh, Gunji. I was going to call him Gunshank. That was all I had in my head. Gunshank. I don't know why. Save that. I'm saving that. Gunshank? Gunshank. Save that. Yes. That's, he was my it. favorite elf. <laughs> 
I am literally writing Gunshank down for our, <laughs> our, 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 our upcoming project. Yes. Yes, that's now four that I have. That's great. That's <laughs> making great. But you guys are still here. <laughs> hey, we had one of our biggest audiences ever last week, so. Wow. We had like 30 listens, so. Anyways, back to wow. the uh, episode. What? Uh, so, Keith, you're you're still struggling with the no prevailing storyline go, running through all the episodes? I would like or? to have it seemingly go somewhere. It's but, going to. But uh, I did like this episode. Probably, possibly my favorite of the season so far. But You liked it better than the, uh, the uh, uh, Crosshairs one? Just, uh, yeah, those, those that are, one was, those that are, was pretty tight. Those dude. are really, those are really good. But the rest of them have been kind of, yeah. But now, mm-hmm. super fan, tell us how great they all are. No, no, well, we got Gunshanks and we got uh, Indiana Sykes. So we got uh, okay, we got a couple <laughs> characters. We're gonna and Sid, nice Sid. For now, for now. Though they have set us up. They that, have... Gun, that gut punch is coming. <coughs> yeah, punch I got coming. a feeling that one's going to come. everyone knows it's coming. To you me. know what? No. It's going to be, this is what's going to happen. They're going to put Sid in that impossible position where she has to give up the Bad Batch or lose something that she loves. And then she's going to give up the Bad Batch. She's going to betray them. Then and then she's going to save them. Yeah. Because she can't betray them. But she then gets out of trouble. And she dies saving them. Oh, that'd be a redemption arc. That'd be fucking or gunshanks. 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 Don't the overdo. Don't overdo that. We're gonna need that you're, for later. You're weird in the ground. Gunshanks <laughs> the squirrel. I got it. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait no, till you we'll, see we'll, it. We'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> He's my favorite Green Lantern. <laughs> gunshanks the squirrel. Okay. Let's not give away too much. Let's not give the milk for free. <laughs> All right, so are we still it's enjoying this one, boys? Milk. Yes. Yeah, I am. I'm waiting to enjoy um, it. I'm, I'm getting closer. It's going to be good. Dave Filoni is not going to let us down. Okay, well, we got the double episode one coming up next week. So hopefully this thing starts coming together. Stick with us. The Three Old Geeks are now on YouTube. Check us out there, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you can't find us, stop by our Facebook page to get a link. And while you're there, drop us a line and let us know what you think of the podcast. Tune in next week, same geek time, on all your favorite apps for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.